It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mahetch, and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast and the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. Ben and I will be going over a trade rumor involving one of the Wizards' young players. We'll be discussing um, a potential LaMarcus Aldridge trade. And we'll also get into tonight's matchup against the Philadelphia 76ers. So, Ben, let's get right into it, man. Uh, I know we haven't had it, uh, you know, a lot of um, – you and I, we haven't talked about the latest loss against the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll, we'll get into that a, l- a little bit later. Um, but we've also talked a lot about – Troy Brown Jr. this season in his role and a possible trade, you know, you know, looming over him just because of how much he has not been used, right? And on Wednesday, he played 13 minutes, scored five points, three assists, blocked a few shots. Thursday, Wizards reporter Quentin Mayo tweeted that the Washington Wizards were now showcasing Troy Brown Jr. for a possible trade. So what do we, what do we think about this, Ben? Are they, are they showcasing him, or do, you, do we think that Scott Brooks is – um? is going to uh, be giving him more burn. There's just so much wrong with everything, like so much with what you said in the last 30 seconds. The exact tweet, I don't want to take this out of context, that, that Quentin Mayo put out there was, the Wizards have made third-year small forward Troy Brown extremely available in trade talks ahead of the March 25 deadline. They're showcasing him, he put in quotes, one source added. So let's just unpack this, I guess, bit by bit. Extremely available. Why? All right, that's one question I got there. Second one, they're showcasing him. He played 13 minutes. He hasn't played really all season long. He's only played 200 minutes this entire season. His trade value was highest at the bubble when he averaged 15, 7, and 5 when he looked like a competitive young player. He's only 21 years old. Uh, He's a good passer for his size. He competes defensively. Like you said on Wednesday, he was one of the only reasons why they came back from a double-digit deficit. So he can compete. Uh, most teams will find a way to utilize young players with his skill level, yet the Wizards haven't. So if you're going to showcase him, if you want to trade him, you should have done that after the bubble where he showed that he can contribute. So if you wanted to trade him and you knew you were going to trade him, should have done it when his value was highest. But like the Wizards do and have done in the past, they let his value sink, and now they're quote-unquote showcasing him by giving him 13 minutes. That's no showcase. Isn't That's what I, was, I was about to say that, right? I mean, like, how is that a showcase? It's ridiculous. They're 13 minutes? Really? And I, I'm not. I'm not going to doubt Quinton's report because I don't. I don't think he would put fraudulent information out there. He has no reason to do so. He worked for CSN Sports Washington before. He's obviously well connected with the team. No, but, but it would be more eyebrow raising if he got like say thirty, like twenty five to thirty minutes, right? Like right. out of nowhere. I mean, he did get minutes out of nowhere though. Like we said, he didn't play the whole season, and all of a sudden he's getting thirteen minutes, and he played well. So to me, right. he's twenty one years old. He's on a salary cap controlled contract. You got him under under contract for next year. You picked up his option. He showed that he can hoop. He can contribute. Again, he's only 21. 
why would you want to trade him at this point, especially a team that's so capped out? You're paying Russell Westbrook a gazillion dollars. You're paying Bradley Beal a gazillion dollars. You have no room to improve your team. You're looking for a defensive competitor, a wing player. Troy Brown can play that position. He can take some of the pressure off Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. So my question is, why do you want to trade him at this point? His value is at an all-time low. You're picking the wrong time to trade him, and he has talent that you need. Because if you trade him, what do you want? You want a defensive player. He can do that for you. You want someone who can take some pressure off Bradley Beal. He can do that for you. So why look elsewhere when you have someone who's right under your nose who can do what the player you're hopefully going to get can do? So what's the point? It's all confusing all around. And the Wizards have done this in the past. They traded right. Otto Porter when his value was lowest. They've done this. They've done this in the past. So it wasn't surprising if they do it again. But to me, it's just questionable. The, the the entire development of Troy Brown has been questionable at best. And now you're seeing him potentially getting traded. To me, it's just head scratching. And and also to be blunt, it's an indictment on this team's player development. The development, you know, has been questionable of Troy Brown only this season, though. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I mean, last year. It, it was all thumbs up on my end. I mean, I, I did, I love the minutes that he was getting. He was proving that he was a valuable asset to the team, a valuable asset to the league. And this year he's, he's getting no burn. I, th- I thought he played great last year, right? He played, he shot great in the bubble. But Ben, I agree with what you're saying, man, but I don't think the Wizards are, are, are thinking the, the, the same as you. I don't think that they need this piece, which is ridiculous, right? He, had, he has proven that he is one of the most capable pieces on this, on this team. They don't play him, though. He got minutes out of nowhere, and yes, he, he does all the things that you said, and I agree with you 100%. I just don't think that Scott Brooks wants to play him. Said he's not a point guard, wants to play him with the three, didn't play him with the three. Played him sporadically at the three. As yeah, a I mean, spot-up shooter, too. Played. I mean, he, he, he functionally hasn't played all year, right? Yeah. If you were going to give Troy Brown a grade for this year, it would give him an incomplete because he just literally hasn't played. Like, and it's not on him, though. Right, exactly. Not- and we saw what he can do in the bubble. 15-7-5 is nothing to scoff at, especially when he's literally the only player on that team that made it. I just, I just don't understand what their plan was when they drafted him. This to is me, his third year in the league, and, and, and this was your plan? To me, it became clear that him and Denny Avdia overlap, right? They're both taller players that are kind of point-forward type of players. Right. They're, they play basically the same position. To me, they overlap. I think the Wizards picked Denny Avdia, and once they did that, the writing was on the wall for Troy Brown, which I think was, is a bad move. That's not how you develop rosters. You gain right, as right, much assets right. and as many good young players as you can, and then you figure it out from there. But Troy Brown hasn't, given, hasn't been given an opportunity. He hasn't been saying. given any opportunity to play. And this team, especially Scott Brooks, has leaned on veterans. Howell Neto has been playing 25-plus minutes a game. He, he had a bad game on Wednesday. Yet he still played over 20 minutes a game, and Troy Brown played 13. So they lean on veteran players, smaller players. Look, I'm just going to say one thing, Wizards fans. You remember this. Tomas Sadoransky was a capable backup point guard, and when John Wall went out, he started for the Wizards and played competent basketball. What did the Wizards do against the Toronto Raptors in the 2018 playoffs? They signed Ty Lawson. Oof, yeah. They signed Ty Lawson straight from China, flew him from China. And then the next day he was playing in the playoffs because that's how badly they didn't want to play Tomas Sadoransky. And Tomas Sadoransky couldn't wait to get out of Washington, and that's why he got a signing trade to Chicago, right? Doing, so that's yep. another tall point guard that they failed to use correctly. And here's Troy Brown. And look, for Troy Brown, this might be the best situation. If he gets traded to a team that knows how to utilize bigger point guards, lets him play that position, mm-hmm. lets him facilitate, lets him handle the ball – Maybe Troy Brown could actually make something of his NBA career because right now, what is he doing? Oh, he will. He will. He goes somewhere. They'll, they will definitely use his talents. And Ben, 
they may overlap. They are similar players, but I mean, as a franchise, what, don't you want a, a couple, a few, a handful of those players as young guys? How, how, how does that help your team? Having good young players, I think, is usually a decent idea for an NBA. Right. I feel like that would overlap if they were both superstar players that you would get as like the focal point, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't get, you know, like a Joel Embiid and like a, and Jokic on the same team. You know what I mean? So, but, but I mean, as young, as young, you know, role players, oh my, I, I don't see why they want to get rid of them. I don't see that why they haven't used him all season. Um, he proved last year that he is a, a capable asset. I know that I've already said that a couple of times, but he's, he's so capable. And, and Ben, the Wizards are going to be kicking themselves. Once he's gone, he finds himself somewhere. What if a Greg Popovich gets a hold of him? We always ask this question. It's always, like, well, it re- and the, to me, this says a lot more about the Wizards than it does Greg Popovich because the talent's apparent. We haven't coached basketball. We, don't, we, don't, we really are just talking about it from a bird's-eye perspective, having watched hoops and covered it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But pe- players like Troy Brown have succeeded. Nobody's asking Troy Brown to be the next Scottie Pippen. But he can become a Sean Livingston. He can become a Kyle Anderson. These are all very valuable role players on good teams. And the Wizards don't have those guys right now. They have Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and a bunch of players who sometimes show up and often don't. And Troy Brown, when he plays, he plays good minutes. He contributes. Wednesday, 13 minutes. He blocked a couple of That's shots at three assists. Not a showcase. Points. Not a showcase. Of course, it's not a showcase. But like when he plays, he makes a difference. Yet the Wizards can get slapped in the face with talent and still not realize it. And that's what you're witnessing right now. And it's that's a shame. That's what it is. Um, it is a shame, man. Um, and really watching that, that loss was, was tough too, man. It, it, really, it didn't seem like they made any adjustments from the last time they played him. Besides playing Trey, Trey, Trey Brown. And what happened right? when he played? They took the he, lead. They, the they, only players with a plus, positive plus minus on the entire mm-hmm. roster. Because right. he played defense. I'm sorry to, for Russell Westbrook and Howell Neto. Neither of them can competently guard elite-level point guards. Do no fault of them, but Troy Brown is one of the only good defensive guards on this team. He showed that he can get after that. He, he gets in passing lanes. He creates transition points. He got quick, that key yeah. and one. He, get, like he, he, can, he makes key plays that don't always necessarily translate to the box score. He's a winning basketball player. And, and, and if he ends up in a team like the Golden State Warriors, oh, they'll use he's playing him. key minutes down oh, the and making winning plays. But there's a key difference between the Warriors and the Wizards. That's an apparent one. And for the Wizards to take the next step, if they keep selling the franchise and the fan base, this, this idea of player development and building on draft picks as they have, you have Makes to me nervous for Danny. That's what I'm saying. Because you, let's let's say Troy Brown, Troy Brown was not in different shoes that long ago. They were in the same shoes, just not that long ago. And here we are talking about Troy Brown. You're right. For like two second round picks. Because let's be honest, if you're trading Troy Brown, what are you getting for him? His value is nothing. You haven't played him all year. Or I mean, are you looking to get assets? You're looking to get picks because right now, when his market value is not up, I mean, what what are we I talking about? I imagine they probably get like a veteran backup center. It wouldn't shock me if they traded him for like an Aaron Baines. And then what does that say about the Wizards, right? I don't know how that would benefit them. Twenty-one-year-old kid who's fast, tall, long. He, I mean, he spaces the floor really well. He's great with the ball in his hand. I. Well, they traded I, the twenty-three-year-old Kelly Oubre for a thirty-five-year-old Ariza. Yeah, I, no, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and why uh, did they do that for a push for the playoffs? And how'd that work out? You ended up with three hats more for a reason because the team was bad. Right. Yeah. 
Rui and Rui too has been playing uh, extremely inconsistent. Well, this team he has no role I mean, shooting wise, really, right? He has no role. N- nobody on this roster besides Beal and Russell had roles. And when they were winning, it looked like they had roles. They were playing within the roles, and now all of a sudden they don't. So that's confusing to me. There's well, Ben, no- they better find the they. <laughs> well, there needs to be because Philly tonight, two games against. Milwaukee in a row. That's not – they can find themselves in a deep hole real quick. Yeah, and we, look, we, we can't get – I don't off. know. We've talked about this team being on the cusp of the, cusp of the playoffs, but let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves. This team hasn't sniffed 500 this season. Just because they're on the cusp of the right, playoffs right. means that the Eastern Conference is horrible. It's not because the Wizards have been playing us right. basketball. They're a good – Eight-game stretch, but besides that, this whole season has been a disaster for the Wizards. And if they make a trade for Troy Brown, they're basically conceding that they that they messed up with the 15th pick. Either they messed up with the 15th pick, or they're incapable of developing top picks. And either of those choices are horrible ones. I mean, yeah, we have a lot more to get into about um, all of that and some trade rumors, guys. But before we get into all of that, we're uh, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ben used it. He got all his parlays in for tonight. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds, and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Go use the promo code LOCKEDON. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're covering everything you need to know about the Washington Wizards, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Lockdown Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Go follow the Lockdown Today podcast wherever you may listen. Ben, Washington needs a big man. And former All-Star, LaMarcus Aldridge, he's available. He's gonna be, he's, he will be available this week at some point. Greg, uh, Coach Greg Popovich, he confirmed that the team is looking to part ways with Aldridge. Um, and yeah, right, we've talked all year long about them needing to desperately upgrade their front court. Uh, does Aldridge interest you? Is he too old? Has he fallen off that cliff yet? Do you like him? I mean, possible trade. Robin Lopez, Bertans, like what? I mean, who do you want to give away for him? What? I mean, do you want him? I mean, I would, li- I would love LaMarcus Aldridge on his team as a floor spacer. He's one of the best shooting big men of all time. His turnaround jumper is basically unguardable. 
Um, I would love him on the team. I'm not sure what the asking price is. You threw out Davis Bertans and Robert Lopez. I think that's an interesting trade because the Spurs never wanted to give up Davis Bertans. They did it because they thought Marcus Morris was coming, and then obviously he decided not to and joined the Clippers, I believe, or the Knicks last minute there. That trade, I think, checks out. I'm not sure if the Wizards would want to pull the trigger on that. Aldridge is 35, although he's still a good, productive offensive center. He's not a good defender, never a great rim protector, uh, can't really switch. He's kind of an old-school big man in that sense. Doesn't really give the Wizards what they need. They have scoring already with Beal and Westbrook and some of the other guys there. Uh, Aldridge would add to that. It would be interesting to have him space the floor for Westbrook and allow Westbrook to attack the basket a little bit more, but um, doesn't really give the Wizards what they need, right? They need a rim protector, someone who can rim run, someone who can switch off screens, do the little things, the scrappy things, the dirty things, so to speak. And Aldridge isn't that guy, more of a finesse big man. But uh, yeah, I think the, the Spurs will do Aldridge a favor. He's been there for a while now, and I think they'll get, they'll, he'll end up with a contender. I don't, I don't think right. they would do him at right. this end of the Washington. Yeah, I hear you on that, Ben. And I think uh, Washington would not benefit you know, from this either. You know, he's entering really the latter years of his career. 35 years old, spent many good years in Portland, uh, you know, uh, a handful of great years with, with Greg Popovich. I really still wish that he stayed in Portland, though, honestly, to see what that, that trio could have been. Um, you know, he was young when he left there. So, But, yeah, Ben, I don't think that would really benefit uh, either one of uh, the parties there for Washington. You know, he's, he's getting old. He's probably falling off that cliff. And uh, you're right. These older guys, they're starting to go to contenders. I don't know who they should go after. I don't think Tommy Shepard knows who they should go after. Ben, do you have anyone in mind who they should go after? Andre Drummond is such the obvious choice that I think we're going to end up speaking it into existence because we've said his name. Oh, Drummond. I, I would love him too. I, I would. I there's just, just think no it's one else gonna, on the market. I, I mean, there's I don't literally think, yeah. no one else there. I mean, unless you sign like a Dwayne Dedman or something, some random free agent. I think right now Brooklyn and Brooklyn and the Lakers are thinking, you know, if either one of them gets them, they're they're screwed. So they're both going to gun for him hard. I think so. I think that's the case. Maybe if Washington can finesse a trade, if they're that desperate for a center, um, and the Cavs have a reason not to buy Drummond out, and they trade and they can acquire something interesting from Washington, maybe a Troy Brown. Maybe uh, Robin Lopez, maybe a Bertans, I don't know. Maybe the Wizards get desperate and they need a big. Because as we saw on Wednesday, they need a big. It's just not even a question. Uh, I appreciate Robin Lopez, Mo Wagner, and Alex Len. But when you run into a, a, a semi-productive center like Jonas Valanciunas, the Wizards get absolutely eaten up. It was, I mean, I hate to say it was borderline embarrassing to see what Jonas Valanciunas was doing. 29 and 20. Absolutely. I mean... I mean, monster he, on the glass. That was just Ben. He dunked over Mo Wagner like it was a Nerf hoop, man. <laughs> ben, sixty rebounds to the Wizards, thirty-nine. So they need to do something. Aldridge wouldn't oh help there, obviously. They got to do something. Literally something. Like I, you can't I, expect to win with with that type of possession, though. You I mean, can't that, win. It's you can't you can't expect it because you can't. You can't win if you're giving up that many rebounds. Uh, to, with all due respect, Jonas Valchunas, a very good center, not an all-star, not no, an all-star caliber no. center. They made him look like well. an all-star. I mean, My they made God. him look like a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, he 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 dunked on he dunked on Mo Wagner. I yeah. thought that was like Sean Kemp mixed with Akeem Elijah one. That was ridiculous, man. He was doing whatever he wanted. Oh yeah, that was. 
It wasn't, it wasn't good, Ben. Honestly, they never could get in a rhythm. It really looked like they were pretty sluggish the whole time. They kind of – no, I can't really say that. They kind of got in a rhythm in the, in the second quarter there uh, going towards half. But still, um, they, never, they never really seemed to get it going, man. I just – I don't know if – I. my biggest question, which has been the past couple weeks to, for three, week, three weeks now maybe, when – is Scott Brooks going to change up the, the starting rotation? When is Denny Advia going to enter the starting rotation back? Because, frankly, Ben, I don't even know why he has Garrison Matthews starting anymore. I mean, some games he has him playing, what, 10, 15 minutes, and then he doesn't see, you know, the floor in the second half. And Denny is so, so productive. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, really, that's really been my concern. Like, you, you see these guys lose random games like these, and you start thinking, is it, um, you know, is it because of the rotations? Is it because of, you know, like who's in there in crunch time? What do you think? It's just the, the Wizards are holding on to the spark they got when Matthews and Mo Wagner started. None of this is ideal. And I think that's the issue here. Like, even if they were to start Denny Abdia, obviously he's a better player than Garrison Matthews. Are you convinced that he would get even, he, he's going to sh- get shots with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal on the court? There's no way he's not going to get shots with them. No. Kirsten Matthews is a better fit, I think, with that starting position, with that two, with, the, with that backcourt, because Matthews does a really good job moving without the ball. He gets some open threes. He draws fouls behind the three-point line. He's scrappy. I actually don't mind him as a starter, but that you raise a bigger issue here. There is no solvable issue. The issue remains because there is nothing to be done. Like the, There's no solution here because they've showed that they're incapable of finding it. Like some of the solutions might be on the roster, but we've seen that Scott Brooks either refuses to go that route. He's incapable of going that route through pure stubbornness or maybe just trying to stay through with the course, figuring it out. Whatever the case may be, we have enough. We've, we're halfway through the season. We've have, we have no reason to remain optimistic about this team figuring it out. So when you say like Denny should start, of course I agree with you, but like is the team going to win very many games if, with him starting? Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not convinced they would. And why? Because I'm not convinced they know how to use him properly. It's not because Denny can't help them win. It's because I'm right, not sure the Wizards right. know how to use Denny out there at this point. And that's, that, therein lies the problem. And then we can go back to Troy Brown. And then we start from point A all over again, right? Because that's the problem with the Wizards. Inconsistency, incompatibility with these players and the coaching staff, and just in general, in general, of just so much confusion, which so has got to give. So, Ben, if we're only talking about Troy Brown Jr., and we, we mentioned a Robin Lopez and Davis Bertans as well as trade options, who else? I guess who else could they be, quote-unquote, showcasing? Um, you know, this team, like you say, there's holes everywhere. Uh, do you think Tommy Shepard really has his eye? I mean, is everyone a trade option besides, you know, Bradley Beal, Russ? Why would we, why would we throw Russ in there? Or, um, well, I mean, just because of his, you know, market value in, in, in his uh, contract. I, I would, look, if I'm running this team, I'm calling teams to see if they, if they want Russ. I mean, do you think anyone wants Russ right I'll now? Call, I, I think he's shown that he can still hoop. He's not an all-star. He's not an all Well, I mean, just, it's just because of his contract right now. But I think teams like the Clippers might be, might be, might be desperate enough that oh. they need a point guard, right? God, they'd pay crazy in the luxury, luxury tax. But luckily, Steve Ballmer's their owner, right? Right, <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> yeah. couldn't care That's, less. Yeah, very true. Very well. And no, also, yeah. so then if you don't, yeah, then then if you you know if you want to throw him out to to every team, for, then for sure, obviously, then Bradley Beal at that point is the only untouchable player. Um, 
Russ, I mean, I just was going out on a limb just thinking, I mean, you know. Right. I'm just saying, like. With the contract thing, but, yeah, sure. If you're, if you're an opposing team, what do you want that the Wizards have, honestly? If, if let's say you're the. Brad. Brad. Right. Brad out, Brad. You're, you want Brad. But, like, you don't. They're not. The Wizards aren't deep with role players that, like, a Danny Green or, like, the Sixers are deep with role players. The Hawks are deep with role players. You can look at teams like that where you're like, hmm, they have an interesting bench piece here that might help me, right? Right. And like Davis, Davis Perton before the season started was, I mean, every, so many teams wanted him. Yeah. I mean, any, any contending team wanted Davis Bertans. right now. Do they want him? I think some, there could be some interest out there for him. Cause I think he's some, but not oh, as much as it was. Not. Right. No, yeah, Cause you could exactly. have gotten a first round pick for him last right. year. Maybe oh, a- absolutely. Absolutely. Now 100%. you can't, now you can't. No, uh, no, no, no. Now you might be able to get Andre Drummond for him, but that's basically where it is. And that right. speaks and, to Andrew Drummond's value more than and he and has Drummond been bought out yet? I don't. I don't think no. he, he hasn't no, been bought he out hasn't. yet. No, no. So, I think the Cavs would prefer to trade him as opposed to just buying his contract out. So that's why I think so the Wizards get interesting because if the Nets and Lakers don't have things to trade for him, I think the, the the Wizards can throw their name in a hat and say like, "Look, we can give you Berton space the floor for Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and help you out here, and you help us here. You know, I'll scratch your back, scratch mine, sort of thing." And maybe the Wizards can get involved right. there a little bit uh, of. A little bit of Brad Beal, Russ, and Drummond. That'd be that'd be a nice three. It's a fun team for NBA 2K. Maybe it'll translate to real life. You know what I mean? But who knows? <laughs> I still wouldn't be convinced. But it was a, it's a hell of a lot better than depending on, with all due respect, Robin Lopez and Mo Wagner. Because no, we saw you. you need at least. Russell Westbrook is the best rebounder on this team. That's all you got to say. All right. Well, he is. He is. You're not wrong. Absolutely. I mean, he's the, he's the best rebounding point guard in the game, for sure. It's just they don't have – all their bigs, they're not rebounding bigs either. They're not even they're, – they're, Besides, they're, honestly, like, if you give the minutes to Alex Len, then sure, yeah, Len. And that's, like, that's yeah. also an issue. You got two minutes against the Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's – I mean, it's, it's so up and down. Yeah. <laughs> not, but I before mean, we get into more bigs, because we got to get into the bigs. Garland <laughs> is coming to town. We got to tell you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market, and Anthony could attest to that. It's amazingly low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And guess what, Anthony? Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Churro Puff versus cookies and cream. Anthony, I think the Churro Puff can definitely satisfy your sweet tooth, which I know you get from time to time i'm picking a bar i'm going cookies and cream it's the perfect combination of the two most indulgent flavors it's a classic flavor that churro puff is going to have a hard time beating i think but the great part is both are healthy and tasty go to builtbar.com or go to built underscore bar on twitter remember to use the promo code locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order that is locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, March 14th, reacting to who's in and who's out 
of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten, Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday Live with local experts from around the Lockdown College Network of Podcasts. Follow Lockdown Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today or watch our Lockdown Selection Live special on March 14th. Breaking news from Fred Katz on Thursday saying that Bradley Beal is questionable with some left knee soreness on Friday night against the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers have some injury stuff and some COVID stuff to deal with. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid's status is still unknown, at least as of Thursday. Both were held out previously with health and safety protocols. But look, the Sixers are atop the Eastern Conference. I thought they would be very good this year. I didn't think they'd be this good. Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level. If he does play, the Wizards, I think, are in a world of trouble, Anthony. But look, we got two two interesting things here with Brad potentially out. That would obviously put the Wizards at a serious disadvantage. But it's hard to, I guess, even assess this game because we don't know who's going to play. But I guess in general, Anthony, what what do we got going on on Friday? How are the Wizards going to respond after that that drubbing they took? Yeah, that that, uh, was not good against Memphis. And you're right, Ben, if Embiid and Simmons are playing – this this could get ugly for for Washington, but again, you know the Wizards get can get in their rhythm like we have seen against any great team. If they're shooting, if they're not turning the ball over like they, you know, they're you know if Russ is not having having eight nine turnovers and the rest of the team is not grabbing you know twenty to twenty five turnovers, then sure, um, they'll have a great chance to 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 be in this game. And they always are in these games, no matter if they're getting killed in the first half. They always somehow are able to come around. Um, and hang around in these games and make it kind of close. Uh, but, yeah, Ben, if Philadelphia comes out um, with a healthy Joel Embiid and, and uh, Ben Simmons not, if they're not staying away for, for uh, COVID protocol, and, and if the Wizards are turning the ball over, they're having the same struggles they did against uh, Memphis, this is going to be – yeah, this, this will be ugly. It'll probably be a blowout. Yeah, if, if Jonas Valanciunas is dropping 29-20 and 20 and looking like Hakeem – and Joel Embiid, and Embiid is just unbelievable. Games. Yeah, he's just unbelievable this year. I mean, his game, it just seems like it keeps uh, it keeps taking that next step. Shout out uh, to our boy, Drew Hanlon, absolutely doing a phenomenal job. Best uh, best trainer in the league, huh? Best trainer in the league, and the, the, the Sixers are looking like one of the best teams in the league. I know we've talked about the Nets ad nauseum and with, and with, and with good purpose here with Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. If they meet the Sixers in the playoffs, who's guarding Joel Embiid? Blake Griffin, good luck. I I want I I want to ask you this question. So Ben, I mean, you're big on the Sixers. Huge. Lockdown Wizards fans know that Ben Mahich is a is big on the Sixers, especially for making a big big push to the finals. Ben, are they your final? Are, are they coming out of the East for you right now? Is that what you're telling us? I think they'd come out the East for me right now on March 11th. Wow. When we're recording this. Um, look. All right. I love that Brooklyn Book team it. is Book amazing. It. The they process amazing is over. They have amazing talent. The Nets team is amazing. They have a first-year head coach, though. They, they have a first-year yeah, head yeah. coach. Their head assistant. Championship coach. And Mike D'Antoni has never really coached in the finals in the past. Right? So they don't have finals experience on this team besides Kevin Durant. Of course, Kyrie Irving well, as well. You are talking about. You're talking about Steve Nash? I'm talking about Steve Nash. I'm a first-year head coach there. Steve Nash, um, Steve Nash yeah. For, oh, hey, I got you. Yep, yep. The yep. team is still coming uh, together. They have incredible talent, but their, their defense inside is questionable. Joel Embiid is the best big right. man in the for NBA. Sure. Ben Simmons is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. 
if you're going to pick a team that can beat Brooklyn, I think the Sixers have the makings of a team that can. Doc Rivers is one of the best head coaches in the league. Daryl Morey is one of the best GMs in the league. They have the makings of a really, really, really good team. A playoff competitor too, not a team that's just going to flame out because they have shooting now. They have championship caliber players in Danny Green, Seth Curry. They have players that can get it done on both sides of the floor. Tobias Harris should have been an all-star in my opinion too. He's been balling out this year. So they're nothing to scoff at. I get the Sixers or, or the – the Nets are box office. You, can, you can't get nosebleeds there. Definitely not scoffing at them. Definitely not. Yeah, not scoffing at them. No, 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 no. But I'm going to – I'm still sticking on uh, – I'm, I'm sticking with Brooklyn as my uh, pick out of the East. Shout out to my brother who hopped on the bandwagon this past year. <laughs> you know, big, big fan. But, but no, yeah. I, I mean, Ben, I'm sticking with, with Brooklyn. I just – I can't see I, – I get the defensive issues. And I've been trying to make reasons for, for me not to pick Brooklyn after they made the trade for James Harden, because obviously I, you know, we, we both love their depth. I think the whole league, you know, and everyone watching basketball loved, loved their bench, their depth, how deep they were at, you know, at every position. And then they made the big, the big trade for Harden. But Ben, I, I, I feel like I'm making, trying to make reasons, you know, why this team will lose. But at the same time, they have three MVP caliber players. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I mean, the, there's just a feeling in my gut after, you know what, after 40 games have been played or so that, that you know, all those other issues might not matter just because of just how, unbe- like, just the three just unbelievable talents that, that they have. And uh, if they're healthy, come, come Eastern, comp, you know, come playoff time, then, yeah, that's going to be hard to beat them in seven games. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Philly – they're playing unbelievable. I really hope they continue. They, they make another big run like they did uh, the, the year they lost to the to Toronto. Because right, I mean, you know, Embiid, like you talk about him. I mean, and, and Simmons, those are uh, perennial, perennial all stars. And uh, Embiid's already you know on that superstar level, and and, Sim- and Ben Simmons is right behind him, obviously. So so yeah, they're uh, they're right there too, man. And you know, they're still young. They are still young. They have time. Philly's got time too so if it's not this year they're still gonna be right there for a bit right i mean they say styles make fights right that's you can find a really really talented fighter who just is met with a guy who just knows how to how to beat him and i think the sixers are are kind of destined for this i mean they've although Embiid and simmons are young they've had some they're playoff tested it's not like they're really young players who don't have playoff experience they're playoff tested and, and more importantly they have a coaching staff that's championship caliber and they have a championship caliber front office and they the pieces around them the danny greens the tobias harris the seth curry's these players get it done when it matters most and they're the key pieces right. that make the right. difference for championship teams the 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 nets i'm not sure they have that i mean who's their best role player joe harris right very good player but besides right. him andre jordan it just seemed so much more deep Right, they're not trade, they're not right. as deep as they and they're gonna un- undoubtedly yeah, right. have to rely on Blake Griffin and Jeff Green. That scares me. That scares me because there's not a player on that Sixers roster I, I, that you can't really depend on. Everyone is really good. Oh, my, so many of those players in the Sixers spread the floor. It's unbelievable. I mean, how, how I mean, how many defenders they're able to draw off? Uh, you know, I mean that that's just what it is. I mean, and and Ben, it's it's gonna be hard. I I would love to see that Eastern Conference matchup. I think that. Both those teams are better than Milwaukee. I don't know if you if you have them knocking at the yeah, door. You, maybe no. a Boston Celtics team. Maybe no, maybe knocking at the door. I don't. I don't know if either of the teams it's, have. It's have them it too, really. and that's it. It's them too. But, but hey, but this will be the year, right? So so Philly, you know, their kryptonite has been 
Boston, right? Since Embiid and, and Simmons have really entered the, entered the league, they've always, you know, kind of, you know, been beating Philly. So this maybe Boston this will team be wants to go home already. Here. This Boston oh, team boy. hears playoffs oh. and they're like, God, we, we're doing that this year again? Can we just go home? <laughs> this Celtics team oh, come on. Give, give. No, you know, you don't Have think. you watched them Jay, play this think, year? They look bored and you don't think, they look tired. They want to go wow. home. Wow. We got to get John Corrales on Lockdown Wizards, man. Maybe next Celtics game we'll get the we'll get John Corrales on just to talk some some seeds. But wow, Ben, you you you're not giving uh, you know Jason Tatum and and uh, Jalen Brown a lot of credit here. No, no, they they have they they're lost great. their hunger. You're saying no, I but think they lost great. their hunger. I think they're a team that's playing Jeff Teague in his 2021. You okay. know, right. I think they I think they made yep. some mistakes in the in the, in the off season. So you so your beef so your beef is with uh, Brad Stevens. I just think the roster. You look at that roster. and You're like, all right, besides Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, what else you got? They don't want Kemba Walker anymore. Gotcha. Do you think they want Kemba Walker anymore? Of course Ooh. not. Kemba's coming up. Well, he's coming off these anymore. You know, <laughs> he doesn't make sense on he that had, team. He had a bit of a. I love Kemba. two great scores. I love him too, but he Couple. doesn't make sense there. He makes no sense. And it's March. It's March. Cardiac, cardiac Kemba, and you're and, and I'm getting sl- Kemba slander during March. Kemba. He just doesn't make sense there. That whole team. You you look at him and you're like, it, Did you? This is this is Kemba's favorite month, bro. They play like it's a pickup <laughs> no, I, game. I mean, I hear you, but but, but I, mean, I, I want right? to give. That's the difference between. The I want to give like him credit though, because you watch the Sixers well, play well, and listen. they look like wow. You're a well-oiled machine. Well, listen, you know, last playoffs, it, it was a much different story. So we'll have to see come this playoff. We, we will. And I know I'll that they're looking Brown. a lot better than Boston. I'll just say Brett they're Brown. They're looking a lot. Two okay. words, Brett Brown. Right. Okay. Brett Brown. All right. All right. Brett, 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 if you're listening, Brett, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> Ben's a huge fan. But, no, Ben. <laughs> so, no, seriously. I mean, I guess before, before we let these guys go, I mean, since I got your take on the Eastern Conference, Ben, how real the Jazz? The the Suns are gunning for this one spot. The Lakers, the Clippers are right there too. Who's your real contender? Who is who's your two teams that are gonna probably make it to the Western Conference Finals? Last year was super strange. Nuggets ended up making it. So so who do you who do you got coming out coming out of the West this year? Who are they playing to come out of the West? This is why I think we can bring it right back to the Wizards. This teams that teams that are championship teams, like you mentioned, the Jazz, the Lakers, even the Nuggets last year, championship caliber teams have role guys like Monte Morris with the Nuggets last year, right? You watch the Jazz play now, you got Royce O'Neal. They just signed Ersan Ilyasova, yeah. Joe Ingles, all these guys who you never – no one knows who they are. They can walk around Salt Lake. They can walk around anywhere. Nobody knows who Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles are. He's huge in Salt Lake. Everyone loves Joe Ingles. But I'm just saying, like, he's, he's not a household name, but they make all the difference of championship caliber players. The Wizards don't have that right now. But to answer your question, I think the Lakers come out if Anthony Davis is healthy. They're, they're stocked top to bottom. Anthony Davis is the best big man in the league. LeBron James still the best player in the NBA. When you have – you mix those, the combo there, the unselfishness with, with which they play. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, fantastic team. They just, they just don't have enough. I mean, that's legendary. Those are two legends. Those are, that's a pinnacle of NBA talent, and, and the Jazz can't beat them. Right, and, right. and honestly, how many teams in the history of the NBA can compete with that much talent? They're only a handful, and the Jazz this year's iteration at least aren't one of them. But there's a lot of, a lot of factors to be, to be considered here, including health, and that's a huge, 
part of winning a championship as, as we saw like a couple of years ago with the Warriors and Raptors. So uh, that's all to be determined, but let's close off with a prediction here. It sounds like you're going to go Sixers over Wizards. Is that what, is that what you're going with? Obviously if, if, in yeah, the- man, I think the, I think the Wizards have better luck when I pick them to lose. So, yeah, I'm going to go a loss <laughs> against the Sixers. I do, I do think that M- Embiid and Simmons will be ready to play. Um, but, I mean, you know, if they don't play, that's, that's great for the Wizards. Uh, I'm assuming they will play. So, yeah, I'm going with a loss, guys. Hopefully, um, you know, I'm usually wrong. So, hopefully, that will propel the Wizards to win. Ben, how about you? Um, yeah, I think they're going to lose this game as well. But more importantly, let's see if they're going to keep playing Troy Brown and if they play him with this reason to trade him. And oh, let's see yeah. what Denny we'll Abdiel does. Denny Abdiel actually had some chances to, to shoot the ball. Uh, he took eight shots on Wednesday, scored 13 points, and one of the better games that he's played recently. So let's just, you know, wins and losses. Let my boy point. shoot. Let Denny shoot. Hashtag let Denny shoot. Let let's him just, shoot, Let's just man. see how this team operates, right? Because that, that, I think, is more important at this point in the season than wins or losses. Let's see how this team progresses, right. how Denny is utilized, Troy Brown's role, and whatnot. But, but we want to thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll be back with you again on Monday, recapping what could be a win against the Sixers. We'll find out tonight. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Lockdown Wizards, and we'll be back on Monday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.